Good evening, everybody. We are here, 5th of December, less than three weeks to Christmas, in 25 more days, and the year is over. I mean, it's been a very, very, I don't know how to put this year across. The time has, in spite of all the lockdowns, and the time has flown, and we are at the end of the year. So, once again, welcome to today's Q&A. We have a few questions. Before we look into the questions, I'll ask Pastor Vijay, would you lead us in prayer? Father in heaven, we just want to thank you once again this time. Thank you, Father, for 44th session of this Q&A. Thank you, Lord, that you've been with us all these days. Father, especially want to thank you, Father, for these days of uh, lockdown that you've given to us, that we were able to, Father, meet in this way. And Lord, we, we were given this time to, Father, answer questions that your people have from all around the world. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for this privilege, for this opportunity that you've given to us, O Lord, as a church. Thank you, Father. Once again, we come at this time into your hands. I pray, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, you would grant us all the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that you would anoint us, O Lord, and, Lord, that you would, Lord, uh, lead us in your in, in your word, O Lord, and that your spirit, O Lord, would zero in on to those Verses, O Lord, Father, it will be absolutely cogent to the, to the question, O Lord, Father. We pray, Father, for every one of us, Father, that you would enable us, Lord, Father, to um, understand what your spirit has to say, even through this session, O Lord. Let your name be glorified in everything that we do, O Lord. We thank you, we praise you, for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Pastor, so we'll start with a very simple question. God loves everyone, right? So is His grace also the same for everyone? It's like asking this question, there is a tube light, there's a light here, two lights on the sides, and the fans over there, the AC running over there, is the power the same for everyone? Definitely yes. Mm. God cannot have two types of grace for anybody. The grace, which basically is the power of the Holy Spirit, it is the same for everyone, but the faith is not the same. Mm. Meaning everybody is given the same faith, but everybody does not have the same level of faith. faith so the AC will consume, it's a 1.5 ton AC, it will consume a lot of power. This light over here, this light hardly consumes anything, though the power is the same. So faith is different. So if you go to Romans chapter 5 and verse 2, Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace. Mm. So how do we access grace? It is by faith. Mm. Though the faith God gives to everyone quality-wise and quantity-wise initially, initially, the quality is the same. It is the same. It does not mean everybody has the same kind of faith. It has the same kind of faith. Faith will differ. How you work on that faith, how you increase that faith, you know, it differs. That's where the difference in grace. Saving grace is the same. Saving grace is the same. But the issue here is, how do you, what is your faith? What is your knowledge of God? If you look at uh, 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18, the Bible talks about that again. 3.18. Now it puts, 
grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord. So the grace is the same, but you can grow in grace. How do you grow in grace? By growing in faith and growing in the knowledge of God. Mm. Okay, so if you turn with me to another portion. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9. Onwards, 9 and 10. For I am the least of the apostles, so I am not even worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. So God's grace towards us can be in vain. Meaning, like, uh, let us say, I get into this room and I sit in the dark. I don't switch on the lights. I sit in the dark and it's hot. I don't switch on the fan. I don't use the AC. Okay. So God's grace is available to all the believers for everything. Mm. His grace has provided for us everything pertaining. Okay. Keep your finger there and we'll come back to it. Second Peter chapter one and verse three. It doesn't put in his divine power. That's called grace. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to the life and life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So we need the knowledge of him. So here, if you go back to 1 Corinthians 15, if you go back there, but the grace, his grace toward me was not vain. Why? Because he pursued the knowledge of God. He pursued Christ like crazy. Mm. So he knew God. He had the knowledge of God. And therefore, he had the faith to believe. And he says, I labored more abundantly than they all. Primarily, he's saying in ministry, I was more successful than all the apostles who started before me. Amen. Yet not I, but the grace, grace of, of God, God, which was with me. Let us imagine, put him in practical example. Like, is, let us say, Pastor Vijay is here. Okay. Pastor Vijay comes, he's come to this room for the first time. Let us see. Okay. So he puts on a light which is not bright, and he sits and read. Okay? Half an hour later, I come in. I put on all the lights. Okay? I put on all the lights. Why? Because I know how many lights are there in this building. He did not know. But was it there? Yes. Yes. Was the power there? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But did he access it? No. No. That is where the knowledge comes in. So he says, I labored more abundantly than all, yet not I. He had the knowledge of God. So I had the knowledge. So let me come and say, when I put on, he put on one light, I put on all the lights. Was I the one who was supplying the power? No, I only had the knowledge. The grace was God. Grace, so that's what he's talking about. Yet not I. But the grace of God which was with me. No, so I cannot boast and see. I lighted all this. It's not true. I only put on the switch. What is empowering it all is the electricity that is being generated. So he's saying, I did more abundantly, more successful than all the others. Is simply, I learned how to use the grace of God to do his life, for both for godliness and for life and for ministry, I learned. That is where the difference come in. We all have been given the same grace. 
also the fact yeah. that god says he resists the proud and he gives grace, grace to, the to the humble and these are all part of it these are all everybody humbles the knowledge of god yeah. that's part of the knowledge of god that god resists the proud mm. okay that's his james and first peter chapter 5 first peter chapter 5 5 so you this is part of the knowledge of god we realize god is humble okay and therefore he resists the proud likewise you this thing for god resists the proud and gives grace to the humble so you have a knowledge of god if you want the grace of god be humble mm. he doesn't give grace to the god not only does he give grace to god he resists them mm. he resists them so you learn this is all part of understanding the knowledge of god that's how you grow in grace because scripture says uh, submit yourself to god and you season he will lift, lift you up. up yes pastor the continuation yes. of thought will be seven mm. it says i look at my own life a rebellious child at the age of 13 hated jesus for no reason but now i see he never gave up on me that's why that's why i'm here so if he can do that for me can he not do the same for my family or other people after all who can resist his love then everyone will believe in him hypothetically it's a, it's a statement mm. it is peter will say it is god's will that no one should perish mm. does that mean no one will perish no it's god's will meaning that's his it's that's his will he that's his desire if that is god's will and you cannot change that will then that would mean we have no free will we have no free will overall plan of god nobody can change it mm. but when it comes to my personal life choices i can overrule his will okay i can overrule his will so in this case this child who's writing says in your case it worked he didn't give up on me that's why i'm here so if he can do that for me can you not do the same for my family or other people after all who can resist his love anybody can yes anybody can if you turn with me to acts chapter 751 acts 751 okay you stiff necked and uncircumcised in the heart and ears who are these these are people who know the word of god mm. the sanhedrin you always resist the holy spirit as your fathers did so do you so not only there their forefathers if you look at israel's history did they resist his love yes yes did lesses resist his holy spirit yes till today do people resist yes they do you can always resist it's not that any nobody can nobody can resist his love because we need to understand our first our issue is not with his love our issue is with his understanding of his love Mm, exactly right. because we have a warped idea of what love is because of the world okay so, so we confuse that love with the love of god the love of god is tough love mm. because god wants to save us and he will do everything that he can do to save us mm. and we don't like those boundaries god puts to save us that is why people resist okay people resist if you look at second timothy chapter 3 and verse 8 can we resist the holy spirit yes now janus and jambres resisted moses so do these also resist, resist the, the truth, truth. So you can resist truth yes and jesus said i am the truth mm-hmm. the holy spirit is the spirit of truth god is the god of truth and efficient says for 18 or something it says speak the truth in, in love. love but you can resist truth speak so resist the uh, truth and yet he is okay now dr richard is sitting over here let us say uh i go to him okay he takes one look at me he looks at my eyes he looks and says 
you are not well because he's a doctor mm. <laughs> and i dislike him <laughs> how dare you say that i am not well <laughs> now, is he accusing me he's trying to help me he's trying to help me mm. okay he's not mad at me he's trying to help me mm. so god looks at all of us and says repent oh you sinners and we mm. get mad who told you that i am a sinner mm. It's like, have I become your enemy because I spoke the truth? Yeah, have I have become, become your enemy by speaking. So we need to realize people resist because the gospel first is bad news, then it is good news. If you don't accept the good news, bad news, you don't need the good news. The bad news is that we are all sick. The good news is there is medicine available. But what if you don't acknowledge you're bad, you're sick? Then what do you do? You die in your sickness. In the same way, all have sinned. and fallen short of the glory of god and the wages of sin is death but the free gift of god is salvation in jesus christ but before you can accept that free gift you have to accept that you are a sinner and that is where the resistance comes so anybody can resist anybody can resist hmm. right you can resist god's love let us say you have you have now accepted the love of god you are saved once you are saved god is all taking on a different journey it's a journey of sanctification mm-hmm. now every it's trying trying to put a child to sleep you know if you a child baby to sleep the baby who doesn't want to sleep <laughs> no it's one of the most difficult jobs on earth that fellow or little one doesn't want to sleep at all that is how god deals with little children who do, little children in the sense mature adults in terms of physically who don't want to be sanctified mm-hmm. and every coaxing and discipline and spanking if it all we see that he does not love me yes no you don't love me no you love me if it's the child's teeth is all falling apart the parent says no chocolate no ice cream pitch gone no? you are bad but are they actually bad no and we react that way you look at hebrews chapter 12 and verse 4 when it comes to resisting okay you using this word who can resist this love you can resist you have not resisted to bloodshed striving against sin mm-hmm. now god comes to you and says okay in your battle against sin you should be willing to die how can you say that to me you don't love me at all you should be <laughs> delivering me out of this situation the church at smyrna what does he say be faithful unto, unto death death mm. no and to that so we can if you don't understand god and we don't understand his character and you don't understand what eternity we can resist him we can resist him okay so that is it everyone won't believe in him because they don't they will resist his holy spirit hmm. can everybody be saved definitely will everybody be saved definitely not i didn't say it he said it so i think it'll render itself to naturally to question number 8 therefore because you're talking about sanctification therefore mm-hmm. can i have a heart like jesus can i love like jesus you already have a heart like jesus can my heart is not mature can i love like jesus you already have that in your seed form okay can my heart be pure and blameless like his to all that question it is yes how long it will take a lifetime Mm-hmm. it's not that you cannot reach there fast even if you reach there fast to sustain it is every okay now you real, you think about it it's like politics you become cm you reach the top of a state after that is to continue being cm 
every day even a municipal election is fighting for the cm chair did this doll lord you okay you 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 are pure and you are blameless let us say you're pure and blameless like jesus today that in your thought life in your word life your action life in everything you overcome today tomorrow is another day hmm. do you think you can carry this victory over to tomorrow no tomorrow another battle begins it's a battle so it's a sustained battle only thing as you win it becomes easier and easier and easier and all again to say can you love like jesus the question is can you handle like jesus because if you want to love like jesus he's going to send you the most difficult people in your life now everybody is loving when you are around nice and kind and compassionate people whom you like okay everybody is loving you don't know whether you are loving or not okay you are not you are loving or not when you meet people you don't want to be with want to be with dealing with people's issues 24/7 Okay, and they don't even say a thank you. If I, I go through the four gospels, I hardly saw anybody saying thank you to Jesus. You know, I'm they took his time, energy, everything, and I don't know why he has to go sleep in a garden because I don't think anybody called him home and says, "Do you have a place to stay? Why don't you come and sleep in our house?" Okay, so you don't see any of these things happen. But did he still love them? Yes, he loved them all. He loved them all. so when you want to love jesus this is not an idea this is real practical challenges so he takes you stage by stage by stage the question is not whether you can love the question is whether you can love in spite of rejection and slander and abuse and name calling and un- ungrateful and nothing getting in back what oh, jesus got nothing in back is forever giving 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 and he got nothing in back and the question is only god can love that way mm. that love god has given if i'm right it is in romans chapter 5 yes verse 5 verse 5 it says 4 and 5 actually see i memorized my bible and i brought the wrong bible today <laughs> <laughs> now hope does not disappoint why because the love of god has been poured out in our hearts by the holy spirit who was given to us that's where everywhere the holy spirit comes in that's why said don't resist the holy spirit you cannot do these things without the spirit so our entire issue in our walking with god is our issue with the holy spirit you allow the holy spirit to deal with you and allow him to flow through you all these things are possible but if you don't allow because these are all mountains it's not by might it's not by power it's by my holy spirit and the bible says that hope will not disappoint it will not disappoint you because the love you, you go you go and go to verse 3 let's read from verse 1 to 5 then, okay okay verse 5 therefore having justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ that is salvation peace about the past verse 2 is talking about today i stand in grace today for each day grace is given then i look into the future i rejoice because i have the hope of glory so you have past present and future mm-hmm. then how does it work out but not only that we also glory in tribulations now the question is do we glory in tribulation mm-hmm. and we are talking about persecution in china no he says in your home mm-hmm. with your spouse with your children with your neighbors do you glory in tribulations mm-hmm. okay do you glory it's like that old pastor who said god only said carry your cross the hammer and the nails will be provided on the way 
shall be provided. This will be people who will hammer nails on you on the way. They will be provided. The cross only you have to pick. The rest will be provided on the journey. And God says, then do you glory. Because that is what produces perseverance. Till you still continue in that journey, loving the unlovable. Mm. That produces character. Whose character? God's God's character. character, That character is the genuine hope hope of what? Of glory. glory That character knows I am on the road to glory. Mm. And that glory is that hope. Yeah. Produces hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God. How do you persevere through it all? Because the love of God is poured into Into your hearts. Out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given to you. Yeah, that's what the Bible is talking about. So is it possible? Yes. Does it happen in a day? No, it's a daily battle. But you can win the battle. So you will win the battle. So the, the, the whole, I think, so central... Yes. Can you hear him, Pastor yeah. Vijay's voice? Yeah. Mm. The crux of the whole thing is the character part. That is a, mm. that is what God is after, right? I mean, everything is to develop that character so that we can sustain that... Uh, character also has to be sustained, sustained. consistently. Sustained. Therefore, God will keep on sending challenges into our life. Challenges are people, not problems. Mm. People think challenges are finance. Finances and all can be handled. Okay, what what cannot be handled is the character to handle finances. <laughs> yes, we think money is a problem. What is money? It's not a problem at all. The gold and silver are mine. <laughs> it's, it's mine. It's not a problem. I'm trying to build some character in you which can handle that gold. And I've taken thirty years, twenty-five years, forty years. You still have it, and I'm keeping all that gold in the mines, not giving it to you because you don't have the character. But you have the character, then God says there is no issue at all of giving it to your hands. Absolutely issue. One, you have the character, you're a good steward of it. Two, you have no fear of giving it away. Mm. You trust me. Because there is no hoarding in the kingdom of God. You don't hoard. Yes. But the only way you can give away because you have absolute sure faith in God that you don't have fear. Therefore, you cannot give it away. You know, give it away. It keeps on coming. That's why God says more blessed to give than to, to receive. receive. But why is it more blessed? Who is the one who is blessed to, re- to give? Because he knows the character of God. Amen. He understands. He is trustworthy. There is no lack in heaven. There is no lack in the kingdom of God. It will always flow. You don't have to worry about it all. I just looking for channels through whom it can flow. But that's where it works. That's where character comes. We understand the character of God and the Holy Spirit. We allow Him to work that character in us. Mm. Yes, Pastor Vijay. So, Pastor, this is question number four. Um, again, it's I think related to what we've been uh, yeah. talking about. Please explain again. If I was born in sin and no, and I had no clue when I was born born about sin. How come I'm called a sinner at birth? Okay. Now, uh, we are talking about your being called a sinner at birth is in you, you are being, let us, let us say, uh, Dr. Richard, give me a common, uh, disease a child can be born with. Born with. John, uh, no, 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 hereditary disease. Okay, thalassemia. Okay, I don't know what that disease is. I have read it, heard it, forgot it. What is connected with? Okay, uh, thalassemia. Okay, and now a baby is born with thalassemia. Low hemoglobin? Okay, it has thalassemia. Now, if you call the child a thalassemic patient, it is right. Now, the question is, how did he get it? 
he got it from his parents. parents. Mm. It came down the family line. Okay. Is he innocent about it? Yes. Can he do anything about it? No. No. Mm. The only way he can escape is if he had some power to change his parents before being born. The question is, can we escape the sin nature? No. No. Because Adam happens to be everybody's father. Adam happens to be everybody's father. When Adam and Eve sinned, when Adam sinned, everybody was born in sin. We got a spiritual sickness that leads to death. We have a spiritual sickness. The father died, so everybody died. That is what it means. That is what Psalm 51, verse 5 means. That is what means. Nobody can escape that nature. You were born that way. So, behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. It's not blaming your mother mm, okay, exactly. that you were born out of wedlock or something. That's mm, not what it's mm. talking about. What it actually means is uh, you're born with a sinful nature. And everybody was born. Okay, And because God's kingdom is the kingdom of righteousness, there's a level of righteousness, so the sinful behavior is not allowed to go overboard. So restrictions are put over there. That is where the parents come into play. What are parents? Parents are guardians to see the children walk in a particular way. But like I said, have a hypothetical situation where children are born and there are no parents. Or parents don't care. No child will go right. Yes, It's not possible for the child to go right. It will automatically. And we know all our babies are like that. No? You say no, that's exactly what the baby wants to do. Though it knows there is a check. Okay? And it will, as it's about to go, it will turn around and look. It's a no, no, or a yes, yes. Okay? Because that is its nature. That is our nature. Our nature is the nature of the flesh. I keep using this example. Our fallen nature is like a river. When water flows, river flows, it only flows down. It doesn't flow up. Mm. It doesn't flow up. It flows down. So the the fallen nature, the sinful nature of man, when you said you are born as sinner, meaning it's a sinful nature, it is towards sin and to iniquity. It is not through righteousness. It is not to righteousness. To move to righteousness, first you need a model. You need a model because you imitate. So you will see children. Like we are all tickled pink by all our children singing songs and this thing. and all. You know, basically, they don't mean it. They're just yeah. imitating. Yes. Okay. It's not genuine righteousness. It's imitated righteousness. But they have a model. Mm. And therefore, they are following that model. Okay. And that is the test for Joseph. The test for Joseph begins at the age of 17. Is it real? Is it just, are you trying to be... A goody goody boy because you are around your father mm. or will this sustain when you are not in the presence of your father and you are going to be sold into a very difficult situation is your righteousness that is the testing of our faith okay so that's where it goes so here when you are talking about you are born in a sinful everybody was born in a sinful nature if some people sinned less and some people sent the sin to more it only had to do with the upbringing, the restrictions that was placed and the models we had in life, the input we had. So some people had very tough parents and a very righteous upbringing. So they are less sinful than the others. But that does not make them not sinful. There is a, a, there is a, there is a story of a mob attack in a particular town in India. 
and uh, they were attacking two religious communities were attacking and uh, a particular religious leader was standing outside a shop and shouting at the mob and saying you should not do it you should not do it you should not do it it is wrong according to dharma don't you know you should not do it you should not do it mob least cared they looted 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 finally when the mob was leaving and finally the priest looked around and saw everybody was taking so he also took a tv and went home so the reporter asked him why did you do it you were lecturing everybody this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong and then he looked at him and said i found there was no point everybody is taking it so i also decided to take ஒன்ஸ் <laughs> <laughs> you will succumb so the ones who don't succumb had the spirit of god with them that's what it talks about joseph the lord was with him the lord was with him the lord they sustained it because of god otherwise we will not sustain it we will also fall and mm. go away because the righteousness of man or the righteousness of religion will not sustain you it cannot handle that kind of pressure it will it will buckle under that pressure so you talk about any man any man he will fall under pressure oh boy <laughs> so the, actually augustine has the story about himself he says that when he was a kid he was to walk by his road and there was there was a, a farm which was fenced and it had grapes inside he didn't like grapes but just because there was a fence inside he jumped over the fence he took those grapes came out threw it away and just to enjoy the feeling of <laughs> of jumping over it and then and later he realizes it and says lord i'm such a sinner it's just that i didn't even have the desire to eat because i just had to jump the fence it's yeah, the nature inside of me to all nature himself man spasta so because it's you're talking about martin has a twist to this kind of stories martin is funny okay he said i was as a young boy i was walking down the market and as a cart of apples and i took one without anybody seeing and i bit into it he says when i bit into a strange feeling came over me and i felt bad so i put the apple back and took another one which was ripe and walked away the strange feeling was a taste strange feeling as it was sour okay the doctor conscience did break even so you, these are all talking about the old nature that old nature is difficult to change okay you cannot change it by by instruction or discipline or anything that's why jesus says you have to be born again, again. then it changes now you have the righteous nature of god now you start battling sin mm-hmm. and as long as you learn and understand how the laws of god's kingdom works what is his character and how to appropriate the grace of god you can overcome now you can overcome and you can be blameless without blemish because the word of god says that pastor this is a very tough question uh, it's question number 3 how can you start trusting god with such a miserable angry mother i had 
she overdosed me and let me to the wolves i don't understand this trust i did hear your message but i'm very very confused a lot of young people who have been abused struggle with it they struggle with their father they struggle with their mother because uh god comes across to you as a parent and when you, your parents were the ones and these are extremely abusive cases where i i am I'm, i'm guessing this is a girl who was overdosed by her mother and sold to men okay so when those kind of things happen those kind of things happen you struggle in when you hear this gospel of love and god has a father god has a parent you know you struggle a lot of abuse you people have come through struggle that is where we have to put across the picture of god like ma when she was praying today she was saying you know which is the word of god a smoking flax you will not put off a bruised reed a bruised reed that is why we have to always be careful when we are evangelizing to people we always tell them the other the actual side of god how you have a samaritan woman there jesus goes ahead waits at the well for her waits for her to come and so always being very sensitive because you know she has been married five times now living with a partner the six minutes she's gone through unbelievable marital abuse hmm. so and she's coming all alone in the mid afternoon time it no eastern middle eastern woman comes for water at that time that means she's ostracized she's abused everything but he waits for her and he's very gentle with her he asks for water with that starts a conversation she's a samaritan he's a jewish rabbi he breaks all barriers just to reach out to a broken vessel brings her to the kingdom she goes back healed brings the whole town to him and evangelism begins we have to put that picture across but we have extreme cases of worse than this i mean i could i could tell stories about people who were abused by parents but let me give you one story one story of a child who was rescued and the girl was only 4 or 5 when she was rescued and a mother in a drug overdose did things which you cannot even think of hmm. if i am right if my memory is right she killed her other child cooked that child and told this child to eat it when oh. this child was rescued when she was rescued and she grew up in a home grew up in a home went through crisis abused sexually used all kind of junk she went through then at the age of 12 or 13 she got saved and her salvation was so dramatic so dramatic she got she got filled with the holy spirit and she got saved through our ministry through that's why i know it's a personal story her mother was in jail for life or whatever and you know she ministered to her mother and before her mother died in the prison she brought her to the lord and brought her to the lord so you have to look at reality and realize that it is possible this is the love of god we are talking absolutely about. yeah that's what this is the love, love of god, god we are talking about mm. because at the end of the day you have to look back and you look at it and you you are a victim and you have to look back and if you know your mother's story you will probably realize she too is a victim mm. at the end of the day all of humanity are victims of the devil's deception but some are victims some are perpetrators but in this case you know i i know actual stories of what they do 
what they do. I'll tell you what they do, how they do this stuff. This is this huge traffickers of bodies of boys and girls, men and women. They will kidnap a woman. They will kidnap a girl or a woman. And what they will do is that they will hold her in captivity and shoot heroin into her veins. Okay. A week later, she will do anything they ask her to get her fix. That's how they control them. Anything. They will control. Oh, Lord. So that's how this entire trade is done. Okay. Trade. Much of this trade is done that way, especially Western nations. They all dosed, overdosed, drug abuse. And they control, the cartel controls all this. And they will do anything for their fix. And they have many, many levels of this. So you need to realize, this is what the Bible talks about. Babylon is a trafficker of souls and bodies of people. Okay, so this child's mother also could have been a victim. And she's overdosed and did this. I'm not excusing anything she did. But what I'm saying is, that should not stop you from looking at God. How do you look at God? You look at God and his son hanging on the cross. Why did he allow his son to hang on the cross to save us? That is the love of God. The love of God is not, God is not somebody who sold us. God is somebody who bought us. The devil sold us on the block. God bought us back with the blood and the life of his own son, so that we could be his sons and daughters. Unless you see that picture, you will struggle. And then when you see that picture, you will realize, if there is one person in this world you can trust with all your heart, all your might, all your strength, it is God. God. He will be tough on you, he will discipline you, but he will never break, break his trust with you. Mm-hmm. He will love you through it all. He will never abuse you. God will never abuse you. You will never abuse you. You will never do that. You will never abuse you. So don't mistake what the devil has done for God. This is the issue with people. You need to realize the devil is the one who does this. And how does he do it? Why doesn't God stop the devil? He will. There's a day coming when it will stop. But right now we have the free will to choose. And From day one onwards, man has been using that free will to choose the ways of the devil. The ways of the devil. So we make that choice. Okay. And God respects that free will because he is. But one day all of it will stop. That is the day of judgment. Jesus is coming for a thousand years. Nothing will be allowed. But right now, you have to look at God and say, Lord, you are not the one who did it. It is the devil who did it. Be angry with the devil. Don't be angry with God. And say, Lord, you heal me. You need deliverance. You need healing. And then you say, Lord, Use me to minister to that other person, that child I was talking about. After that, has literally ministered to thousands and thousands and thousands of people and brought them into the kingdom of God. That is where you turn your sorrow into a ministry. What you say, you mess into a message. You know, you turn it around. And that's what you don't, like I said, one of the most wasted things in this life is suffering. Mm. That suffering should not be wasted. What you went through, you hand it over to God like Joseph. Turned it around to God and God made him the savior of that time. 
people were coming to him to be rescued because he turned his suffering into a message. That's why I have to tell this child, you know, it is not God, it is the devil who did it. So you can hate the devil if you want with all your heart and love God with all your heart. I mean, he's saying that it's, it's churning in the stomach, Pastor. It's uh, one of the most... <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what happens. I mean, God, I mean, there is a righteous indignation that should come out of all these things, which should proper... Don't be an activist mm. in the world. Be an activist in the kingdom. Let God guide you. If you get activists into the world, it is driven by anger and hatred. Mm. You cannot hate. Hate will kill you. Already you have lost the battle already lost the battle. If you hate, you're done. You lost it. You can be angry. That's what the Bible says. Be angry. But, but do not sin. sin. Hatred is sin. can be angry over a city of Israel. Jesus had righteous indignation. You will see many times when he went to the temple, when he went to the synagogue, looking at the hardness of the leadership, he was angry. But he did not hate them. He died for them too. He did not hate them. But he was angry because they were allowing the people to go in this process without showing them the true way to God. So there can be a righteous indignation, but don't combine it with hatred. Hatred kills you. Hatred is the poison you drink to kill somebody else. Oh boy. I heard it many centuries <laughs> ago. Yes. So we'll take from question number one and two together. Um, the the Midianite we'll take one. One is different. No? The, the, sorry, one. The Midianite spirit and the Amalekite spirit, are they demonic for sure? Do we all have the spirit and we do not know it? See, yeah, I mean, all the pictures, all the pictures in the old covenant, the battles of Israel in the old covenant in Canaan are pictures. There are real people over there, but there are spirits operating, operating behind it. So when you are looking at this, we actually know Amalek very well. We know Amalek very well. So before we go into Amalek, let us go to the Midianites. The best picture of the Midianites is given in uh, Judges chapter 6. Judges 6. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. Okay? That is. So you don't, re you don't, you have to see that the Midianites did not come and conquer them. God delivered mm -hmm. them. Why? Because they did evil. God, they break, they, they broke God's fences and the devil got it. You stay within the fences, the devil has a difficult time getting in. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, the strongholds which are in the mountains. Meaning they left their pasture, everything, and they're hiding in the mountains. So it was whenever Israel had sown, Midianites would come up. Also Amalekites and the people of the east would come up against them. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza. And leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor donkey. So they would come up with their livestock and their tents, coming in as numerous as locusts, both they and their camels were without number, and they would enter the land to destroy it. Now, this is the nature of the Midianite spirit. The Midianite spirit will eat away your work. Mm. You slog, you work, you make your money, the Midianite spirit comes and takes it. They are the destroyers of your hard work. That is the Midianite spirit. Okay? They are traffickers. They will come and they will stay. This is the spirit that operates. So you have to look. I worked so much. At the end of the month, it's all gone. It's all gone. Okay, so you need to understand. 
Malaki will call it also as destroyer. Mm. Midianite spirit is a destroying spirit. They will sell you. They will take everything. If you come to Genesis 37, 36. 37, 36. Now the Midianites had sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and the captain of God. Okay, so the brothers sold Joseph to Ishmaelites and the Midianites. They were going together. Ishmael and Midian, all the mistakes of Abraham come together. Mm. Okay, when you stay out of God's purpose, you create all this. They all come together against God's chosen people. And what happens? They sold him. Okay, this is the Midianite spirit. So you have to watch out for the Midianite spirit. You have to fight this battle spiritually. These are real spirits that operate on your life. Operate on your life. That's a physical reality. But you have to look at the spiritual reality. Looking at the spirit's physical reality, you understand, okay, if it is a physical mistake, I have corrected it. But it's still not going. Yes. It's not going. There's something else happening over here. If something else is happening over here, then what it, it is spiritual. Mm. And then you realize the nature of different spirits and you realize this is the spirit that is happening. Then you go spiritually, like if you go to, to the book of Malachi, we come to that. You know. Again, I brought to my wrong Bible. Chapter 3? Yeah, about bringing in your tithes here. Yes. Chapter 3. Verse 8. Yeah, verse 8 onwards. Eight onwards. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have you robbed you? In tithes and offering. But and an average Christian does not think about not giving offerings or tithes as robbing God. Mm-hmm. They don't even think that way. They always look as I worked so hard, I made my investment, this thing and all. Still all my money goes. But they don't realize it. It's not you didn't work hard. You didn't work hard. The Midianite spirit deceived you from keeping what belongs to God. It deceived you. The mm. spirit very clear. It's a spirit. So he's not taking your money away. Mm. He deceives you so that you lose your money in tithes and offerings. You're cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Look at this. Bring all the tithes in the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven, pour out for you such a blessing that there will be not be room enough to receive it. Okay, leave that. Verse 11. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Okay, now this is the fellow that got in because you didn't obey what God had said. Who is the devourer? It's a Midianite spirit. The devourer came in that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. That is what that fellow did. They mm. came and took out everything. Mm. And whatever was left, they destroyed it. Yes. <laughs> Every season they work and when the harvest time is come, the Midianite is come. They take everything. What is the rest? They destroy it. Come. Next season they will come again. And God says, this is the devourer. So there is a physical reality. There is a spiritual reality. But the problem is, people struggle with this. And you have to be consistent with this. You have to be consistent. God says, give and it shall be given. Oh, how long do you have to give? All your life. Mm. All your life. It's like asking your tap. I fixed my, bought my new house. I fixed the plumbing and everything. How long should I use the tap? All your life. You live there. Now what, first week you will open the tap and use the water. After that you shut it for? No. All your life. Hmm. <laughs> Give and it shall be given. How long? All, all your life. life. All your, people try it for seasons. 
and then they stop. <laughs> they stop. It still hasn't become life. Still hasn't become life, and that's where it happens. So that is a Midianite spirit. It's a Midianite spirit, and I will tell you about the Midianite spirit. How people confuse it. What happens is, in the world, you can uh, become rich in all uh, financial principles. A Christian, also financial principles and all that, you you become rich. Okay, that does not mean the Midianite spirit is not attacking you. You are rich. How do you know you are free of the Midianite spirit? You know you are free of the Midianite spirit. It's not only that you have, you give. God did not say, blessed is the one who has. Mm. He said, it is more blessed to give give than to receive. So, Cain brought an offering. Mm. Abel brought an offering. The Bible says, Abel brought a more excellent Excellent, offering. So, what is blessed to have? What is more blessed? To To give. give. Mm. give. So, earth's idea of blessing is, how much do you have? Have Heaven's idea of blessing is, how much have you given? Mm -hmm. How much have you given? But this is a spiritual thing. This will happen only if you walk by faith. You will realize, you know what? I have blessed. I'm really, really blessed. How do I know? You look at the end of the year and say, you know what? This is how much I gave away. And then you know. But that's not how people make calculation. They check their FDs. They check all their investments. I'm really blessed. I saved so much this year. Yeah, they say. That's not true. Hmm. That's in the world. That's not in the kingdom. That's not in the kingdom. That is not in the kingdom. In the kingdom, it's completely different. You have to look into your accounts and see how much could God trust you to give away this year. And then you look at that figure and your figure is very less. Then you will say, you know what? God didn't really trust me with his resources. He didn't really trust me because he knew if he gave it to me, I wouldn't give it away. I wouldn't give it away. Okay, that's how you look at it. This is how the Midianite spirit comes and attacks in different ways. Now, this is a spirit. There it is physical. But the spirit attacks us in such a way that we don't become a blessing. We have to be, it's not enough that we are blessed because everybody can be blessed. That's not the big thing. Am I a blessing or not? The Amalekite spirit is different. The Amalekite spirit is the spirit, it is primarily our flesh. So Amalek, we know, we have studied it so much. Amalek is there in Exodus chapter 17. That is where at Rephidim, the Amalek comes and attack. And the Bible will say they attack the weak mm. and the feeble. Meaning when, are, when you are at your weakest point, be very, very careful when you are spiritually weak. Either when you are exhausted or when you are bored. Not bored. That's what happens. Abraham is bored. Doesn't know what to do. Isaac is grown. He's a good boy. Wife is there. Don't know what to do. Take another wife. You're bored. The Amalek got him. Created <laughs> under six nations, which will be a headache for centuries to come. Okay. Isaac is bored. He began so well that he reached finishing before he was a teenager. Now he doesn't know what to do. Waited 40 years to get married. I will not get married. Daddy will pick for me. Done. Wife is barren. I will not do daddy's this thing. I'll wait 20 years. 20 years he waited, had a son. Now he doesn't know what to do. Hmm. He got bored. Amalek caught him. Amalek caught him. Okay, like you know, you know that that fish story in the catfish and the... Mm-hmm. Codfish. Codfish and the catfish. You mm-hmm. need some catfish in your life. Otherwise, Amalek will. Amalek will. You should never lose sight of your purpose and keep on pushing forward. Otherwise, Amalek will take you over. And that is what happens. Amalek takes over. 
and you will see it comes from generation to generation to generation. In Exodus chapter 17, <coughs> God talks about Amalek, God's hatred towards Amalek, because Amalek is the, the yeah, because the Lord has won. 1716, the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Every generation has to fight and overcome the flesh. flesh yes. The flesh. You have to identify your flesh. In the flesh is everything. But everything is not manifested in everything. Certain things will be very prominent. Attack those prominent things. Crucify it. Put it under subjection. Fight it daily. And keep winning this battle. Because God will not let go of that. He hates flesh. Because the flesh in you and me is the counterpart of the devil in me. Understand? You have to put it in those terms, then only we will understand the seriousness. The flesh, when Adam and Eve sinned, their flesh came alive. That is the nature of the devil. Mm. If devil had to have a body, that is my flesh. Mm. And God hates it with every fiber of his being. Yes. And he will fight it till the last day mm. of my life. Mm. So you have to see Amalek. That's why God will say, I will wipe out the, this thing of Amalek. One day it will happen. There will be no flesh left. Mm. The new creation, no flesh. Okay? So that is where he went wrong. Saul, the kingdom was taken away from Saul because when he was told to act as the king of Israel, kill Amalek, finish everything off. He did, but he didn't obey. Mm. He kept the king and the good part of it. That's mm. what we do. There are certain parts of our oh, flesh, flesh we like. Good. Mm. We like it is not. It's, it's nothing about flesh is good. There's nothing good in mm. you, okay. But we like it. That mm. is what it means. Mm. What it means. We like that part. We get pleasure from that part. It could be envy. It could be jealousy. It could be anger. It could be unforgiveness. There's a lot of joy in unforgiveness. Because you imagine what I will do and when that time comes, <laughs> I'll give it. But that never happens. But you take it out of the closet and you, you know. You enjoy it. You know, all these things, you know, enjoy it. Ayutofal must have dreamed it. It doesn't happen overnight. He was planning this and dreaming this. You know, one day, I'll get David in my hand. And I will do to him what he did to my granddaughter. And I will give him ten times over. Ah, he dreamed. Because nobody sins uh, just like that. You plan it out. You plot. That's what talks about. They lie in their bread and think evil. Mm -hmm. They plan evil. That's your flesh. That is why it has to be put to death. And Saul did not do that. So you will see Israel is in captivity. Another Amalekite rises up over there. Who, what is his name? Haman. Haman. He's an Agagite. Mm -hmm. Saul left Agag. Agag's descendant has risen in Babylon. I don't know how he reached there, but he reached there. Mm -hmm. And his whole idea is to create, kill all of Israel. So you have to fight Amalek, your flesh. Amalek is more dangerous than the Midianites. Yes. Amalekites are more dangerous than the Midianites. Midianites, at least you will only lose your money. Amalekites, you will lose your eternity. Everything, yes. You lose everything. Uh, yes, yes, you yes. lose your everything. So Amalek and Midianites, these are all different, different spirits. Canaanites are traffickers. They are the traders. That's why God said there will be no Canaanite in, in my temple, in my house, yeah. no Canaanite. And Babylon is built by Canaanites. Mm. This entire structure is built by trafficking Pedos. of human, using people. They use people. They use people. The worst part of it is the prostitution ring, the pimps and all that. But worse, the drug trade. Every, every business enterprise, you have to be very, very careful that you are not a Canaanite. 
you look into the word of God, like Pastor Vijay will preach, the just ways and scales and all. You have to be very, very careful about it. That the business I do, the work I do, everything that I do fits into God's justice system. That I am not a canonite. Mm. I am not a canonite. Work. It is, you, can, you can be a canonite in all kinds of things. Mm. You become a canonite. So we have to be very, very careful about it. Whether you are in a private job or a government job or in ministry, you are not a canonite. Amen. You are not a canonite. Yes. Be very, very careful because that spirit, God will destroy. Hallelujah. God, that's what the prosperity, there's nothing, per se, all of prosperity gospel, what they preach is not wrong. But you see covetousness in their heart. Ultimately, they end up being traffickers of people. They are covetous for money and no meeting goes without an offering call and YouTube and everything, send your money, send your money, send your money, send your money, send your money. And that starts messing your minds up. Then they start believing it is my right. No, it's not. You have to be very careful about these spirits. Mm. Yes, Pastor Vigar. Question number two says, if liars will not enter heaven, <laughs> we are all liars and hypocrites. Mm. How is that possible? Don't get it. Sometimes I lie for the most stupid things to keep the peace with the kids I take care of. So, will I be left behind? Oh, no, you won't be left. The child, of course, you will not be left behind. But we need to we go to Revelation chapter 21 and verse 8. Praise God. <laughs> but the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire, which is the second death. Okay? Now, don't get this wrong. Don't get this wrong. When the Bible is talking about here, if you look at the process when you are talking about here, we already talked in connecting about being born a sinner. Yes, yes, that's okay, that's sure. the difference. Mm -hmm. Everybody is born a sinner and these are the very predominant sins. And God is telling you, don't, you may not be a murderer. You may not be sexually immoral. You may be not a sorcerer or an idolater. So you will think, I am okay. But he says, you are fearful. Mm -hmm. Yes. And because of fear, because of fear, you lie. Mm. You lie. Because of fear, you don't stand up for what is right. Because of fear, you don't accept Christ. Because you will think, what will my father say? What will my society say? Fear will take you to hell. So we, we, we sometimes miss out the small things because we are good in the big things. Yes. Big, the good things. Okay, That's why God is being careful. So he puts the fearful first and the liar at the two ends of the, this thing. Okay, that's why we have to be careful. Now, this is not talking about a salvation of works. Not talking about a salvation of works. You are saved. First, you are saved. You are justified. You are made righteous. You have the new nature. Okay? And after that, you start fighting these things. You start fighting these things. If you are saved by works, then everybody will be working for salvation. No, you work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Working out means it has to be there inside already. Yes, yes. If it is not inside already, you cannot work it out. You cannot, you cannot bring what is not inside out. So God has worked righteousness into you. That is this thing. Now you work out this righteousness. And the best book for this, the letter for this is the epistle to the Ephesians. So Watchman Nee has written a beautiful book called Sit, Walk, Stand. Mm -hmm. So chapter 1 and 2 is about sitting. It's about sitting. You are seated with Christ. In, know your position in Christ Jesus. And three, it's a different chapter altogether, but four onwards, all the way to 
first nine verses of chapter six, he will talk about how do you walk mm. in Christ Jesus. And six ten onwards is taking your stand against the powers of darkness. So this is the process. Yes, you have to. The Bible is very clear. If you go to Ephesians chapter 4, it will talk about you. But this is a battle you are facing. This is a daily battle. Nobody reaches there in one day, but you know you are in the battle. And you are enjoying that battle. Sometimes you don't enjoy it, but you have to enjoy the battle. Chapter 4. Chapter 4, verse 1 begins itself with that. Right, okay, words for one and then, got it? Yeah, therefore, prisoner of the Lord, I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Hmm. Now come further down, verse 17. Verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life. So over and over and over, it will talk to you about how to walk, how to walk, how to walk, how to walk. And if you come further down, you know, it will tell you to put away, to put on, put away, put on. It will talk completely, it will tell you. The whole chapter is about, you know, to putting away lie, putting away our talk. Be careful about it. Look at verse 25. Put on and put off, yeah. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one, if you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another, be angry, do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your wrath, right? And then further, whole about what you should do, okay? Do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you are. It's all talking about a daily walk, verse 31, yeah? Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking you put away from you. Be kind to one another, tender heart of forgiving one another, even as so. It will tell you two things, to put away and to put on. And further down, right? Yeah, for being bitter to yeah, you, we, we, we left uh, 28, 29 and all, yeah. Give no place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. So it's completely changing your life. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Do not grieve. So it tells you how to walk. Tells you how to walk, and this is the sanctification process. This is the growing process, and you cannot you cannot take it away. But you cannot walk unless you are seated. Mm. In the in the human physical realm, we walk and we come and sit. Not in the kingdom of God. God says you cannot walk this out. You cannot walk this life unless you are seated in Christ. Mm. Unless you know who you are in Christ and what is given to you, the knowledge, the grace, everything. You cannot walk this out. You cannot walk this walk. You will only talk the talk. You will not walk the walk. Mm. Mm-hmm. So here, okay? So to the people who are going through this process, no, you will not be out. That's not what the Bible is talking about. Mm. The Bible is talking about, yes, you are overcoming all these things. You are repenting. You are changing. You are repenting. You are changing. And it has become less. So you are on the road. So you don't have to be scared about it. So we'll take the last question. Yes, we'll take the last question. Question number five, it says, when do we know we have not trusted in the Lord? When do we know that we have failed Him? Could it be our flesh or the spirit? Do not understand that. Again, like I said, walking with the Lord is a process. It's a journey. 
you don't get to know God in one day or one year or anything. Okay, and uh, again the question, when do we know we have trusted in the Lord also depends upon your situation and the knowledge of God you have in that situation. Knowledge of God in your situation. Now you can have the knowledge of God in a particular situation and I will tell you, there are two things about it. Like we said, faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. So there is the faith that comes from the word of God. That are the fundamental general principles of life, what we just read in Ephesians. For that, the Holy Spirit doesn't have to speak. He only speaks when you go out of the way. You already know the way. When you step out of the way, he will tell, get back. That's the hearing part. But the way, the word is the way. Mm. The word is the way. This is the way you need to live. You need to live. You need to live. Okay, you need to live. Okay, but you will also hear. The hearing part you will hear. So once you know the way, our first job is to learn the way. That is why the first believers were called the people of the way. Mm. Okay, first you need to know the way. This is the way you are called to live. And as you start living this way, he will tell you, he will speak to you about what to do in Mm. situations. That's what question five is saying. Then you will know whether you trusted God or not. Sometimes in many cases, you can just trust by the what you call the letter of the word. Thou shall not kill. You don't have to ask. <laughs> you don't have to ask. Okay, you don't have to ask. But there will be situations where you may have to kill. <laughs> you want me to explain? Okay, think Think you are a you are a father, mm. you are a husband, you are a father, and you got a wife, and you got three daughters in the house, and the goons are coming, and they're coming to take your wife and your children. They're going to, and you got a gun. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Okay, of course, if you're a good shooter, you'll shoot them in the leg. Mm. Okay, but they also got guns. What will you do? Neutralize them. Neutralize them. <laughs> okay. You are not going to turn the other cheek. Those are not said. So don't be sentimental about this. That's where the letter of the word alone does not work. You have to go into the other side of it. I'm saying about after you know you have no other options. You have no other options. Mm. Okay? So you have to be very, very careful about how you read the situations. Okay? Now this child talked about lie. Let me ask you this question about lie. Did Rehab lie or tell the truth? <laughs> she lied. Did Cody with 10 boom lie or tell the truth? Lied. Lied. Was she right with God or wrong with God? Absolutely right. Absolutely right. She's hidden in her secret room a whole lot of juice. And the Nazis are coming to take them to kill them. They come and knock and ask. She says, there's nobody here. Oh, I have to be true. <laughs> I have hidden 10 in that secret room. They will also die. She will also die. Okay, I'm not getting into it because it's a huge problem in ethics. theology which is called situational yeah. ethics. But that is where the spirit comes mm, Exactly. That mm. is where the spirit comes mm. That is where the spirit comes Okay, there will be situations. situations. Do you think, in, let us say in 10 years time, persecution begins and uh, it's really, really bad in India, say like China. And this system, whichever government is then in power, takes me and tells me, give me the names of all your church members. Do you think I'll give them? You need to be honest. Your Bible says, 
obey the authority that I've been placed over you. Now give me the names. I will say no. Do you know them? I said, I don't know the names. I don't know them. I'm not giving it to you. Actually, Richard Brown gave the names, hmm? but they're all dead people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> all the people who died in this church, he gave their names. You have to look at all those things about us. So we, I'm not saying God says, do not lie. Okay, that is the big picture. Big picture. What? Don't use that as an excuse and say, okay, I lied to help somebody. No, that's not, okay? That is, okay? That is not what I'm talking about. There will be extreme situations. We will, we will, spirit. the spirit will lead us. Amen. The spirit is not a lying spirit. Okay, it's not a lying spirit either. Okay, so please don't get it confused in this situation. So th- therefore, we do not judge. I don't judge the pastors in North Korea or Iran or China or anything, or how they what deal they? with the system. You do have no clue. They don't declare anything there. Nobody knows anything about their churches or offerings or, oh, you have to pay tax. You pay the tax, the whole church will go underneath. They don't declare anything there. They have their ways of operating and you have to justify it. You know why? The reason is they are being honest with God. Absolutely. Honest with God. Okay? They are being honest. They are not, they are being honest with God. And they are not, they are being wise as a serpent mm. and gentle as a dove. With God, they don't lie. God, we have to ask them, do you know the names of your congregation members? Yes, Lord, everyone. I love them from my heart. Mm. System asks, do you know the name of I don't know anybody's. Mm. I don't know anybody's. Hmm? Are, you the, are you a king? You said so. Mm-mm. Who said that? Mm. Pilate. Jesus said. Je- uh, yeah, 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 Jesus said. Yeah, Pilate asked Jesus said. Pilate asked, are you a king? You said so. Aren't you lying? Jesus said. <laughs> he asked a question. Why should I give him a reply? He's not worthy of a reply. How dare he demand truth from me? Mm. A man who resides in lies. Mm. A system that is based on lies. How do you demand truth from me? To those who are shrewd, what yeah. does God say? You show yourself true. I will show myself mm. true. Mm. So you have to look at it. I'm not saying, please don't misunderstand me at all. These are extreme cases throughout history. People have done it. People have done it. And God did not condemn them. Because through the process, they were saving lives. Entire history of Schindler's List and all of those people know how many lives they saved. You know? But if you look at the letter of the law, be true and tell no. You don't tell. You don't tell. So we have to look at it. And, and because... When, when the system is in the hands of the devil and when he comes, remember he's a murderer. He's a murderer. Actually, uh, this is what even in Richard Boomer in one of his uh, cases, I think, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm not, I don't forget the exact thing. The guy comes to him and he shows the Bible and he says, it says, your Bible says that you have to obey the authorities. Mm-hmm. And he says, the Bible also says that the authorities are supposed to punish the bad and uh, mm-hmm. reward the evil. You can't just take one thing and mm-hmm. apply it to us. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't yeah. try to play the, play that just game with us. You are, mm-hmm. you are the one who's residing in lies and not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's where you have to understand the system. When the system becomes wicked, you not need to realize. Okay, so people mistake one portion of the Bible for the other. They don't look at it. The whole thing, thing. thing together. At the yes. end of the day, we are loyal to God. Amen. Absolutely loyal to God. Upfront with God, honest before God, true before God. Let God be true and every man a liar. A liar. Amen. We allow 
God to navigate us through this process. Yes, we shall call it a die. Yes, Pastor, we are done. Okay, five days of December is over. Winter is here. Mm. Let's pray. Father, we just come to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We just thank you. We just praise you. We just worship you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We come at this day in the U.S. into thy hands, here the night into thy hands, the rest of the world in between, Lord, and we pray your presence will go with us, Lord. Give us rest. Tomorrow is Sunday. We will be in your presence, O Lord. And I pray, Father, that your hand would be upon us, Lord. Your hand, your powerful hand upon us, Lord. We see, Lord, everywhere in your word, when the hand of the Lord came upon your people, they moved to another level, Lord. We too want to move to another level. May your hand be there upon us, Lord. May your hand be upon all your dear ones around the world who send these questions, who are listening, who are going through persecution in so many countries. Oh, Father, and I pray that your hand would be upon them and you would bless them, Lord. Protect them and keep them, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Go before us, Lord. Go before us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen.